Good morning, listeners. I'm Irene Barton, Executive Director of the Cobb Collaborative, and I welcome you to Mind Your Mind Speaks. This is a podcast series that brings together subject matter experts and community leaders to help raise awareness, share resources, and inspire action through recorded conversations about mental health and well being topics. Today, we are speaking with Leah Wiegand, founder of Laughing Dogs Yoga. Leah, welcome to Mind Your Mind Speaks. Can you share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks, Irene. I'm, I'm happy to be here today. So my background is in elementary education. I taught elementary school in Detroit for several years before moving to Chicago with my husband. And then about six and a half years ago, we moved to Georgia, to Cobb County with our boys. We have two boys, they are eight and 11. Um, I taught preschool in the area for a couple of years and that was uh, the most hilarious job. I just loved it. And that's just a great age to teach. And having my yoga certification, I started a preschool yoga program. And I really loved seeing the physical benefits and the socio-emotional benefits that yoga provided children. And that is how Laughing Dogs Yoga was formed. All right. Well, um, and I totally get what you're saying about the, uh, the physical and, and the mental benefits of yoga, but tell us more about Laughing Dogs Yoga. You have a unique niche, I think, um, yeah. at the intersection of yoga and public education, which yeah. I think is just fascinating. That's exactly what it is. Um, Laughing Dogs Yoga is a nonprofit corporation, and our mission is to bring mindfulness and movement education to underserved schools in the Atlanta area. We typically work with Title I elementary schools or Head Start programs, but I have some middle schoolers in there as well. And our program provides weekly yoga classes to schools, typically um, one to four classes per school per week, depending on the size of the school and how many students they want us to reach. And every um, class has physical yoga poses, so we're moving. We do calming breathing techniques in every class, and we also work on a little bit of mindfulness. I love talking to the teachers and working in some of their curriculum. Um, I've done everything from Greek mythology yoga to world geography yoga. Um, superhero yoga is always a hit with the littles. I actually had a student on Monday ask me to do microbiology yoga. So that is something that I've never done. I'm going to have to study up for that one. Uh, and we also provide yoga mats to each student as well. Um, so I just have to kind of laugh. So can you give our listeners an example of um, what world history yoga sounds yeah, like? Yeah, absolutely. Or, or, so when, yeah. <laughs> when we do things like world geography yoga, um, we're kind of traveling around the world. When first of all, we'll, you know, do our airplane pose and to travel around the world. Okay. Um, and then we will do poses that represent different landmarks, different countries. So for example, maybe we are the Alps or Mount Everest and we're doing our mountain pose and reaching up as high as we can and then you know, um, forward folding and coming down as low as we can. So things like that. So we're moving and also incorporating a little bit of academics in there. I just try to keep it fun. I tell students, this is yoga. We're not that serious. Just have fun and be silly. I love that. Okay. So now I'm thinking like the leaning tower of Pisa, you can practice your balance poses. Exactly. You got one. it. Exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. That does sound like fun. It um, is. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Wow. Um, and um, how creative on, on your end. I, I just love that. Um, Leah, 
you've, you've mentioned mindfulness a couple of times, and we're learning more and more about the mind-body connection every day. And I think not just um, people in the science field or the medical field, but um, I'll just um, air quotes, uh, plain old regular people. Um, can you talk a little bit more, more about that and explain um, really what mindfulness is? It's not some new age kind of out there type of thing, is it? No, it's not at all. And I tell parents um, and teachers that everything I'm doing is based in research. It's based in science. So I am not, you know, sometimes people hear yoga and they're a little unsure of what it is, but everything that I am doing comes from research and from science. So when we hear the word yoga, it actually comes from a word that means to yoke or to unite. So it is the union of our breath and movement, and it's really the union of our mind and body. And it's really the ultimate um, mind-body connection exercise. And the reason is because we focus on our breath so much during our practice, so moving with our breath, that it keeps us really present, which is exactly what mindfulness is. Um, so we know that when I think of what we're doing in schools, we know that mental illness in our children is on the rise. So anxiety and depression and other behavioral issues and children in poverty are three times as likely to suffer from these, unfortunately. And, and we know that cycle of poverty is just so, so hard to break, um, possibly food insecurities, unstable housing conditions, right? And the list goes on and on on top of a pandemic, right? That we're living in a crazy time. And so right. then we send these children to school and expect them to sit for six hours and learn and their mind is not there and their body is not there. Um, and it's really hard. So I, before starting Laughing Dogs Yoga, I just started looking um, at research that has been done about yoga and providing yoga in schools. And growing research has shown that yoga education in schools has academic benefits, which the schools love and also socio-emotional benefits. So our goal is really to support children as a whole. And some of those benefits include a reduction in stress and anxiety, which our children need. I have two boys and they absolutely need that. Um, improvement in self-confidence. I want our children to feel like they can take over the world. I, I, I want that for them. Um, an improvement in self-control and body awareness and also an enhancement of coping skills. So really just providing more tools in the toolbox for children when they have these stressful situations. And that's really our goal at Laughing Dogs Yoga is to provide more tools in their toolbox. And we want to do that through the mind-body connection practice that is yoga. Well, I can certainly see how the academic outcomes improve because if you have children who are more self-confident, who have higher self-control um, and have are developing the language where they can express, oh, I'm feeling um, tingly or my stomach's upset and, and then yes. have tools and resources that they can draw on. That makes for better classroom management. And that yes. frees up the teacher to teach versus yes. manage behavior in the classroom. Yes. And when students are calm and feel safe and in a loving environment, that's when the learning happens. So if they're, they're feeling stressed and other strong emotions or distractions, the learning's not happening. Even though we're giving so much time into this learning, it's not happening because that's not how our brains work and that's not how our bodies work. Right, right. And then, yeah, unfortunately, we're not doing anything to break that cycle of, you know, perhaps um, generational poverty because yes. the, the, while the education could be the tool to break that cycle, 
um, it just can't be maximized. The right. benefits mm-hmm. of it can't, cannot be maximized. So Leah, tell us, um, what does a session with a class look like? Is it two minutes? Is it 12 minutes? Is it 22 minutes? Yeah. So I have, it varies per school. I have the shortest class I have is 30 minutes. And then um, I have up to an hour. And with the littles, I typically like to stick around 30 minutes. Um, but it's it can change from school to school. So we always start with just sitting on our mats and just chatting for a moment. Um, we do calming breathing techniques always. I do two breathing techniques that I stick with and I make it fun for children. But the two that I use are lengthening your exhale. So just taking an inhale and lengthening out your exhale. That's a great, great way to calm yourself down. And the other one that I use is box breathing, which has four parts, an inhale, a hold, an exhale, and a hold. And they're all the same length. And with kids, I typically count to three or four. For each one, adults can do it a little bit longer, but with kids, it's usually three or four. Um, After we do a little calming breathing, we get up and move. So I tell the kids, just be silly. This is your time to be silly. This is a no judgment zone. I like to act silly and I put on music and we wiggle it out and we dance for a couple minutes. And then we'll talk about the theme that we're working on for the day and move into some physical poses that represents the theme. Um, I loved hearing input from the kids. They're so creative and I love that. So I'm always listening to the kids. They always want to show me something new. (laughs) And I usually have a story. I am huge on literacy. I have some master's work in reading and literacy. And I think the more we read to our children, the better it is. So we always have a story time. And for my older kids, I, I do it too. I say, sit down and relax, listen to a story. Picture books are not just for three-year-olds. This is your time to just relax and listen and be entertained. Um, and then we end with some calming breathing and our Shavasana or a relaxing time, which I thought when I started this program that the kids would hate that part. That would be their least favorite part. And it is their favorite. I get requests all the time to lengthen our Shavasana to play another song. So our Shavasana, it's called dead man's pose. We -hmm. just relax. We just lay on our mats. I have kids roll up into their mat. We call it sushi Shavasana. Um, They roll up in their mats. They get as comfy as they can. I put on calming music. We do a little visualization where I often tell them to picture that we're floating on a big fluffy white cloud and it's all calm and comfortable and soft and you're safe and they just love it. And usually we just wrap up. I usually have kids uh, repeat an affirmation. I think that's really important. So we talk about how strong we are, how smart we are, how awesome we are. They always love to say, I am awesome. And that is how we wrap it up. Man, Leah, I'm thinking that a lot of adults can um, use that (laughs) as well. (laughs) I think so too. (laughs) I have been remiss in going to yoga since the shutdown happened. But um, as you were Mm -hmm. talking about the the end, um, my favorite part was always when our instructor would say, now roll over on your right side and cradle your head. I was like, I would love to have stayed there for about, Oh, another good 10 to 15 minutes. I often have kids that don't sit up when I say, you know, if you want to sit up and face me and I usually have half the class still laying down. I that's fine. Take as much time as you need. That's totally fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you have to feel so good about what you're doing, that you're creating that safe environment for them and building their resilience so that hopefully when they are at home or in their community and they are encountering a stressful situation, they will remember that mind body connection and um, build their mental wealth. Yes, that's our goal. It takes practice. And that's why we do it every week, but that is definitely our goal. 
Okay. Well, Leah, you've already talked about um, some of the practical things that um, can help the children with self-regulation. How about for um, the rest of us out there? Um, I mean, and you've said it as well. These are crazy, stressful times. Mm -hmm. Um, We may get that call from the school that our child was a close contact um, or, you know, contact trace. We may get that Um, call from a beloved relative that they've been, um, have COVID. Um, We see things on the news. I mean, just Hurricane Ida and the destruction. What are some practical things that people who may not be able to go to a yoga class or benefit from you? What are some practical uh, mind body things that um, the, the general public can do to just calm ourselves? Yeah. So I think that breath is really the most natural and effective way of regulating yourself. And like I said, everything that I'm doing is based in science. I'm I'm not making this up. I'm not a scientist and I won't pretend to be, but calming breathing techniques activate the parasympathetic nervous system. So it gets us out of that fight, flight, or freeze mode that the sympathetic nervous system has us in. So like I said, it doesn't need to be complicated. There are many calming breathing techniques out there but just practicing too that I do, uh, lengthening your exhale and box breathing are really effective. And just like with the kids, it's best to practice them when you are calm. You don't just wanna bring them out when you are (laughs) feeling stressed because it's not going to work. Yeah, you have to (laughs) practice them. So if one minute, I just tell people one minute of breath work each day, that's all I do with the kids, can really support self-regulation. And the better you are at it when you're calm, the more likely you are to pull it out when you are faced with these stressors. And then I talked about mindfulness. Um, Mindfulness is another great way to self-regulate yourself. And in the most simplistic terms, mindfulness is being present in the moment. And when I say it, it sounds so easy to people, but it's so much harder because that's not how our brains work. You know, we're always thinking, like you said, when am I going to get that phone call? What time does my child have to be picked up? Do I have laundry to do? What's for dinner, right? You know, the list just goes on and on. So a little bit of mindfulness practice each day has shown to have amazing benefits as well. And again, these are all based on research, on science. And so with the kids, and and, and this is great for adults too. I've done it with adults as well. The most simplest mindfulness practice I do, I call the four senses. I have taken out the sense of taste because I don't want kids tasting anything during my (laughs) yoga classes. Um, And if you want to, we can do it. It just takes a moment. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. So what I tell everybody to do is just close your eyes and take a deep breath in and let it out. And in your head, tell yourself one thing that you hear. Just one. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Tell yourself one thing that you smell. With one hand, tell yourself one thing that you feel. And how does it feel? Is it soft or hard, rough or smooth? Now open your eyes and tell yourself two things that you see, just two. And that's it, just a minute. And it just keeps you in the moment for a minute. And it's just very calming and relaxing. And again, we practice this when we are calm so that we're able to use it during stressful times. And I really think that breath and mindfulness, I think those two are really very, very strong um, practices to have in our lives. 
Absolutely. Um, I just realized the hum of the air conditioning in my office can be very soothing. I never really yeah. thought about that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so. taking that moment to realize what's going on around you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see, you know, maybe like um, when you first get in your car to start your day, like if you can just take 45 seconds or a minute to do those things, yeah. you know, that morning mm-hmm. may feel a lot different, right? So. Yeah. I, and just when I sat down to start this, I had an extra minute. So I just did a minute of breathing. That's all it is. Sometimes you have one minute before a meeting and yeah. you can take that minute to be useful. Absolutely. So, well, um, Leah, it has been a pleasure chatting with you this, um, this morning today. I know our listeners, I hope all of our listeners are starting to practice their, their breathing and thinking about that mind-body connection, but more importantly, thinking about how easy it is to implement and how you can model it for the um, any children in, in your mm-hmm. lives or any loved ones that you come in contact with. So Leah, um, weekend of Laughing Dogs Yoga, thanks for all that you do for our community and for all children. And um, listeners, thank you for tuning in to Mind Your Mind Speaks. Thank you so much.